0: You're listening to a Big Finish production. Shiver me timbers.
1: This is the Big Finish podcast official release date, 4th of March, 2018.
2: Cue Nick and Benji.
0: And in this week's podcast, it's all very Victorian. Chimney sweeps, Hansom cabs, Sherlock Holmes at Christmas. In fact as we record this we're snowed under in the coldest march ever to hit the UK but hopefully by the time this is released on Sunday the Great Thor will have begun by the way i'm benji clifford and here is nick briggs
1: yes but that's as maybe because we at big finish are the proud purveyors of the very finest audiobooks and audio drama this side of the misty mountaintops of the land of fiction i don't know what my noise was (laughs) small dog (laughs) being battered Uh, (laughs) battered. Battered. (laughs) God, (laughs) with fish and chips Uh, doctor who torchwood blake seven you know the score we do all sorts of lovely things including our range of big finish originals seven brand new dramas coming your way over the next year or so
0: and coming up in this podcast Big finished news, listeners' emails, our guest star interview, the Randomoid Selectortron, a roundup of our latest releases, and a 50 minute drama
1: tease. And uh, before I give details of that, on a scale of one to ten, how it's very cold. How cold are you, Benji?
0: Okay, so if I'm in this room, I'm like yeah. I'm like a good three. I'm not that cold at all. If I'm out mm. of this room, if I'm on the hallway or anywhere else in my house, I'm a good eight. It's very cold.
1: Yeah, you're um, nice and sort of soundproofed and therefore insulated. Against I am. The it's, coal. It's, it's
0: like sort of it's like having a warm hug sort of built into the room. It's very nice. How about yourself, Nick? You're looking very fleeced up today.
1: Yeah, I am. I, as I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, um, this this is this fleece. I don't think I've ever worn it before, but my mum gave it to me about 15 years ago, and uh, I found it in a drawer today and thought, "Yep, oh, I'm having that." The problem with uh, my flat here is that the uh, I think I got a rather cheap deal on the central heating years and years ago, and they haven't put radiators. I love the way I'm demonstrating it to you, like like you can actually see uh, (laughs) under the windows. Oh no! No radiator. The radiator is the other side of the room, next to the adjoining wall to where the boiler itself is, because that was easy for them to do. Oh no! But it means loads of cold air comes in, even though I've got double glazing. This I hope this is fascinating to everyone, Uh, and. takes a while for it i've got it on maximum and i'm still pretty chilly and just chilled out yeah that's not good is it it's not good we need to invent some
0: kind of new heating system that that works yes
1: (laughs) i'll do that now instead of doing the podcast
0: yeah let's 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 turn our attention to the Briggs 2000 heating unit (laughs) <laughs> i went around uh somebody's house yesterday to do a bit of sound for my friends making a short film and so i said yeah i'll come around that's not a problem and then and then um all, halfway there he says oh by the way bring something warm my boiler's broken
1: I thought, oh, no. I thought,
0: oh great Oh, well, this is gonna be a fun day isn't it stuck in somebody's freezing cold house so i was just sat there in, in a coat and gloves frozen it was horrible
1: And it's not, if your boiler's broken, you can't even have a bath to warm yourself up. That's what I do. I have a steaming hot bath, and then that keeps me warm for the rest of the day. That's a good idea. That's a damn good idea. But alas. Anyway. Hopefully, all this. Yeah, what can you do? Hopefully, all this uh, weather problem will be over by the time you're listening to this, and it will be but a uh, a faint memory. I just wanted to say that our interview in this uh, podcast is with the star of stage and screen, Blake Ritson, who is a very important guest star in this month's Sherlock Holmes release. And our drama tease is from that very box set, The Master of Blackstone Grange. I I say it like that. I like it. It's not a pirate story.
0: This is not a pirate story. You have to put that at the start in case people get confused. There are no parrots.
1: <laughs> no. no, definitely no. not. No. There are no pieces of eight or other denominations.
0: <laughs> pieces of eight. <laughs>
1: Love it. Uh, and Plus yes, VAT.
0: No, no big planks. Uh, no no, no boardwalks, planks. No, no poop decks. No islands. No
1: keel hauling.
0: No no none of that. No treasure chests and cutlasses and skulls that look funny um none of that but what we will be having uh, in this podcast is that we will be giving you the results of our churchill years volume two competition and setting up a brand new competition for you so there we Whoa. go let's Whoa. get on old boy time for the news News, 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 and indeed news. So much news that it's almost (laughs) old news. Yes, here is an exclusive for you now. As you may know, the third instalment of our classic Blake 7 Audio Adventure Crossfire will be out next month. So yes, here's a trailer for Crossfire Part 3. Coming soon from Big
1: Finish Productions. Blake 7. CROSSFIRE, PART THREE
3: Servalan sent me here to make sure that her propaganda machine became more focused on her.
1: Even by Servalan's standards, that seems a little narcissistic. Where the hell does he come from? Who the hell cares?
2: Is that you, Villa? Villa! Villa Restyl! Gev Gallon? Yes! Great stars, Villa! Ah, I never expected to see you again.
1: Target acquired. Weapons cleared for firing. Fire! Meteoroid storm, Mom. Quadrant 15.
2: Damn, how big?
1: Sizable enough to do substantial damage if they reach the planet's surface.
4: The outcome of this civil war will be decided today.
3: And let me warn you, I do not intend to lose.
4: There's a sniper! There's a sniper up there! I
1: can't get an angle on him!
3: How badly do you want this civil war to end, Avon?
1: An excellent question. How much are we prepared to risk for peace? Big Finish We love stories. next up some news about this podcast due to popular demand we're being a bit musical in this issue uh yeah was that music i don't don't know know what that was Uh, you've been asking to hear more music from our fabulous composers so in this edition we'll be bringing you four great tracks from the colin baker regeneration box set the last adventure the music is by the great howard carter the famous egyptologist and here's the first track I love the way Benji didn't react to that at all. Howard Carter is not a famous Egyptologist. I mean he is, but not the one who does the music for us. Um, anyway, this track is entitled Value it's he's still still thinking oh, I'm not gonna say anything. No, I, I was
0: thinking about that when you said that you went to see a you went to see a play. And, they, and they, you were really tired, and they started talking about Howard Carter, uh, the famous Egyptologist. And you sat there and, and it was thinking in your head, you were thinking, why are they talking about one of our Sanderson composers? <laughs> That's what I was actually thinking of. I'm just, just some, reliving a memory that isn't mine. <laughs>
1: uh, I wonder what that was. I, can't, I remember vaguely. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, here's the first track. It's entitled Valley Art yeah sit back and relax it's um yeah for, for one minute and 18 seconds of fantastic dramatic music
0: Nicely relaxed now. Nice little departure from all the snow. Snuggle up to a bit of music there. But continuing with the news, uh, Tales from New Earth is out this week. Course, it come around, doesn't it? Remember that was announced? Cool, blimey. Uh, yes, from the worlds of Doctor Who, New Earth. That's right. Four exciting stories starring Adjua Ando as Sister Jara, Yasmin Bannerman as Sapling Vale, Anna Hope as Senator Haim, and Kieran Hodgson as Devon Price. And that also has guest stars James Dreyfus and Julian Rhyme-Tut.
1: Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, Tales from New Earth.
3: Once there was a world called New Earth. And some of the people who lived there were humans, some were aliens, and others were cats.
1: And in that world stood New New York. Don't you ever want something different?
2: How
5: do you mean? An escape from New New York. All I want is here. There's so much more to see, Thorne. It's all out there waiting. I'm telling you, Devon, things are gonna happen. When I was elected to the Senate,
3: I had to take extraordinary measures to make the city habitable and safe again for its new wave of occupants. And that included striking a deal with Lux Incorporated.
2: It's happening again. Cover your eyes. What? Just do it. Do it now. Why are you here? I came to see Thorn's brothers and sisters. Suddenly, a thin man in
5: a stripy suit with a shock of dark hair poked his head out from the house and said, Put the gun away! He didn't do this, his teeth are nowhere near big enough. So, I don't shoot him.
0: I've witnessed trees praying to new gods. The worshippers dancing full of energy, the scorch clearing on the other side of the valley. The light
3: was bright. All oh, hail the looks!
1: The oh gods! What have they done? Big finish. We love stories. Okay, something a little bit teasery now. I'm saying nothing, but listen to this.
5: Obviously, we did a set of stories last year. We did, and at the end of the week, you very generously said you had so much fun, you wanted to come back. Yes, um, I, I really enjoyed myself. Um, I love the scripts, I love the character, um, and it was a great cast. It was fun, and I remember where we did that lot of, of um, pieces, um, the lunches were spectacular. Um, and, always uh, the lunches, people mention. Oh, oh they, they really were spectacular. <laughs> Never
0: mind the work or the cast or anything, you, always the You food. go to the
5: lunch, <laughs> yes. Old Father Ocean calls my tide come away come away
1: the barks upon the billows ride
5: the master will not stay
0: stay tuned to the big finish website in the coming weeks for more news on that rather mysterious release Ooh,
1: interesting <laughs> <laughs> oh, scary and finally just a few words to clear up um any confusion Indeed. You may have seen um, Benji and I are Banging on about our brand new podcast The Benji and Nick Show mm. That podcast is coming very soon uh, But it is not a replacement for the Big Finish podcast The Big Finish podcast will continue as usual With Benji and I doing our thing as usual the benji and nick show is a podcast from my own company red ray gun limited you can find us at nicholasbriggs.com and you can email us you can email us at podcast nicholasbriggs.com we've been getting big finish related emails sent to the address already so this is an appeal to ask you to continue to send your big finish emails to podcast at bigfitish.com. the benji and nick show is a chatty podcast um, where Benji and I pick up uh, a subject close to our hearts and chat about it, hopefully informatively and hopefully amusingly. Mm-hmm. And you can email in to suggest topics for us to chat about. The first edition is about surprise, surprise, <laughs> death to the Daleks. And and also um, we're planning Cat Weasel. Phil Marshall Montgomery. Spitfire. <laughs> Are you... Oh, brilliant! Uh, you know, that was very good. Uh, you Perhaps name so. it, we'll chat about it. I hope I hope that clears up the confusion. It's the two separate podcasts with the same two people in. Is it like you know to sound overly ground about ourselves, really ridiculously overground? Is it a bit like Malcolm and Y is going from BBC to ITV, but also still being on BBC? Is that the confusion here?
0: It's, it's a bit like that. I, I think it's it's along those lines. I mean, I, I, the way I look at it is that you know this is a big finish centered podcast with a bit of banter here and there you know we we, we the thread throughout the middle is is big finish kind of thing and we can riff it and come back in whereas the, the Benji and Nick show is a little bit different it's like a it's like a chance for us to kind of pluck out anything that we fancy and say we're going to just talk about this this week or if you fancy you know thinking oh I'd love uh, Benji and Nick to talk about Pelican Crossings and the variety of different oh. crossings. Well, um, I hope
1: someone does want us the, well,
0: to talk. Well, why not? You know, we can really go to town on that one. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's a chance really to just—we can talk about anything. You know, and if 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 you like that sort of thing, if you like sort of two mates sat around a table, uh, a virtual table, an e-table, uh, talking about um, all different sort of things, then it could be for you. So yeah, worth checking that one out.
1: Yeah, I think you said it was a safe space, didn't you?
0: A safe space, the chat
1: about all different sort of things that you want to chat about. Yeah, why not, you know? And we may have some guests stars at some point i mean in the trailer that's that's running at the moment Well, not behind me well maybe it is um you know we had an impromptu guest star where jamie anderson just happened to facetime me just while we were up. recording it so we just went oh well he's in it then <clears throat> it's like the best sort of coincidence ever isn't it yeah yeah we had to, there was someone on twitter who said was that staged <laughs> and we said no and jamie said uh, no no seriously i just happened to phone up not entirely unusual. We're both pending calls from Jamie Anderson while we we're recording this, aren't we? We're in,
0: we're in the Anderson waiting room at the moment. Mr. <laughs> Anderson will see you now. Perhaps that's how we do it. Perhaps we sort. Of <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Benji and Nick Show. We're just going to wait by the phone to see if anybody decides to tune in at 45 minutes. Hello, this is BT here calling about your uh, telephone bill. No, 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 not here, not here. <laughs> yeah, not that so yes anyway that's the end of the news so a little bit of big finishy stuff there a little bit of uh, other you know stuff and a few little previews in there so very very
5: exciting
1: so now before we launch into listeners emails it's time for another great piece of music from the last adventure as i mentioned earlier the music is by howard carter and this rather dramatic cue is entitled out of time and lasts just over a minute weird and wonderful There you have it. Right. Listeners' emails.
0: Welcome to my world of emails. Lovely, lovely emails. Oh, yes. Scrum diddlyumptious. And if you want to join in, all you have to do is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. It's simple as that. It's nice and easy. You know, it's a straightforward... If you want to send to the podcast... At Big Finish. You send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. There you go, written there, you know, nice and easy. So, yes, yeah, coming up uh, at the end of this <laughs> item, the results of our Churchill Years competition. Ooh. And a new competition to boot as well. So, Ooh. stay tuned. It could even be you. With the old it's you for the lottery, isn't it?
1: It was, um, yeah, with a big, big finger
0: big coming finger towards me you know. down It's you Terrifying Yeah, yeah
1: wouldn't we'll, we'll, we'll encounter that on there If I was walking to the shops, you know I remember at the time there was that uh, statistic that was offered that uh, they said, basically, uh, when the lottery first started in the UK, I know that things like that have been going in uh, America and Australia for years and years and years and other countries, obviously. Um, uh, They they said, right, uh, if you get a pound coin and wrap it in sellotape and put it down the toilet and flush it, the odds of you getting that pound coin back... You know, I think you wrap it in tape because you put your name on it or something The odds of you getting that pound coin back Are higher than the odds Are more favourable than the odds of you winning the lottery That's just how crazy it is I imagine the odds have shortened a little bit now Because I think people have um, not well, so many they, people they do lots of different ones
0: now don't they as well They're sort of yes. splintered out I've never been one that, That's the problem with the lottery though I've, You know, I've entered it a few times you enter it and you think to yourself, "All right, this is going to be—it's uh, going to—you know—you start planning what you're going to do with all this this great money, and then—and then it's over in a second. Do you think that's it?
1: To, you know. It's a tax on the poor, mate. Um, the other thing is, I remember i, I, I judged uh, prospective girlfriends' personalities on the basis of the, the lottery at one stage in my sad life. I remember Steph, my wife when i first met her which was a long time ago because we met and then lost touch with each other and got back in touch and then ended up getting married oh. oh um but when i first knew her we did this thing the lottery had only just come in i think at the time and um i said well let's buy a lottery ticket and you know if if we win it we'll split the money and won't that be brilliant and she said yeah fantastic and then years later i was started a relationship with a, another woman uh, because steph and i had lost touch and um I suggested the same thing she went oh no no i mean it's I'll, I'll, if i pay for the ticket then i'm getting the money and if you, well, and i thought well, well you know it doesn't matter we're never going to win anyway but let's say that now she's and i i can't commit to that she said and i just thought oh i don't think i'd like you much yeah it's a <laughs> sneaky streak there that's a little although she did actually claim that there was a, an occasion when we were on a beach <laughs> A really sort of with big pebbles, you know, I mean, like stones, quite yeah. difficult to walk on. And a huge wave came crashing in. And my recollection is that I ran to get out of the wave, get out of the way of the wave. But... <laughs> Which she told me immediately Her recollection was That in order to propel myself away from the wave I pushed her towards it (laughs) (laughs) I have no recollection of doing that But she said that She said you do realise you pushed me but oh, well. there's awful things that people do in survival situations. That's it. You got. It. It, I ate three other people as well in order to uh, gain more energy. That's not true. That's obviously.
0: not. What I thought. I thought that's ruined my my thoughts of you now, Nick. I, th- I thought you would just eat <laughs> members of the public at will. But there we go. So there we go. That is the the Briggs lottery psychology lesson. There, <sighs> you, know, you can judge a lot from a person by their their lottery. Uh, Greed. Is
1: greed the right word?
0: Or don't women say
1: greed? Well, I mean, it's up for you to interpret. Like it. Mystic Meg over here. It's up to you. Uh,
0: so yes, uh, back into the emails. This one's from Oliver Sexton aged 11. Hi Oliver. And Oliver here says Dear Nick and Benji, I'm emailing in to say two things. The first is how much I love all things Big Finish. My favourite time of the month is when I settle down to listen to the adventure I have saved up for that month. Brackets. Aww. I am currently saving up for the Diary of River Song Series 3. And then your hilarious podcast every week. Oh, it makes my week worth it. My Aww. mother can't get her head around. Buck up! Uh, <laughs> and stop the move. But I quote you obsessively every day. It's the type Quite of thing right, I like way. to read, you see.
1: Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like to be quoted obsessively.
0: I can just imagine. I can just imagine somebody sort of mums in the kitchen sort of saying, oh, "Dinner will be another five minutes. Back up,
1: you know? <laughs> Mrs. Sexton must hate us." <laughs>
0: yeah, a lot and, to. And, and to. just
1: imagine uh, Oliver telling her, "There's a new podcast." She thinks, "Oh, thank goodness, he's not going to be <laughs> listening to those awful people." Yeah, what's it called? It's called the Benji and Nick Show. No, <laughs>
0: That's it, just throws the pan
1: down and walks out. <laughs> Oh
0: dear, but yes, he's also got another question. He says here, the second is a suggestion for Nick. Given how much you both adore Death to the Daleks, yes. have you ever considered writing a return to Exelon for the Doctor and his companion? Brackets, s- close brackets, <laughs> question mark. Uh, it would be wonderful to see the descendants of Galloway and friends, by which time I would hope that the grouting of the floors have improved.
3: You know, yes, well, quite. <laughs>
0: It says yours, half sincerely, half banterously. Question: Is that the word? I like it anyway. Uh, yeah, Oliver,
1: like aged eleven. It. Nick, take wow. us away. Goodbye. <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, the, I've already written one called The Exilons, which wasn't set on Exelon, and I am actually writing something at the moment. Um, yeah, that is sort of what Oliver's suggesting, but I could say no more. Bit Ooh, of a spoiler bit of a tease and a spoiler and a thingy there next up this one from ian stapleton dear nick and benji and all the team i hope all the team are listening uh, it's 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 early enough into the podcast for jason hay gallery not to have given up um i hope you are all well uh i have some questions if i may please of course that's what this email address is for one most of my purchases are download only i've noticed that some recent box sets have not had covers for the individual stories in the set where previous box sets in the ranges did i'm thinking of survivors seven new countermeasures two and churchill years two i much prefer the individual covers rather than just one cover for the whole box set and i was wondering why some box sets do have individual covers and some do not and how do you decide which do and don't well that's a really interesting question and a lot of the answer is stuff that is just not very nice really um since brexit uh the materials used to produce cds have become extremely expensive for people in the UK because the um, value of the pound has dropped against other currencies so for British companies to buy that material it's far more expensive for them so the basically the price of making CDs now has uh, risen by 10% which is a huge amount of money and obviously we can't pass that on to you because that you know everyone's a bit Hard up at the moment, and so we have to find some way of absorbing costs like that. And one way of doing it is cutting down on the amount of artwork that gets printed uh, and changing the style of uh, box sets so that it's just all CDs and they're not individual CD boxes. It's also quite environmentally friendly because it means we're cutting down on the amount of plastic, which most of which can't be properly recycled uh, and is you know clogging up at the uh, landfill sites And the sea And uh, creating fumes From when it's burnt For energy And all that sort of stuff So are loads of things Thrown in here So we are Where possible uh, Without disappointing Expectations too much um, Cutting back On the amount of Individual CD packaging The knock-on effect Of which is Artwork uh, It isn't needed For the different CD inlays Because there's only One CD inlay And that means That there isn't the artwork available for the downloads. Also, having artwork for all the individual things, of course, costs more costs more money to commission artists to do it. And that is another way of us to save some money, which helps us pay for the increased costs of production. Um, I don't know whether you're still awake, but that is the very dull answer to that. Interesting, um, Two, well, bless you for saying that, Benji. Um, two, the the Big Finish magazine that used to be released on CD many years back. Yeah, I remember I used to edit that. Uh, for subscribers, any chance of these being made available on download for those who missed out on them? That's a really good point. There's some really great interviews in those, you know, with, with Liz Sladen. and, and oh, Yeah, interesting. I'll look into that. Thank you for that point, Ian. Maybe we can uh, put sections of it as a special... Uh, um, you know, feature in the Big Finish podcast. Ooh. Three, any news, stroke, teases, stroke, hints, read the comic strip adaptations that have been mentioned on and off for some time. Yes, st- no news, teases. Uh, <laughs> that's my tease. Ooh. Ooh. Well, um, uh, yes, they're coming out this year and uh, they're very nearly finished post production. Mm. Uh, Four I enjoyed the Warmaster box But without going Into spoilers Sweetie In in brackets Exclamation mark Was surprised At how it ended And tied things up To the TV series Any plans for a Second box set Please Many thanks And best wishes to you I love everything you do Ian Stapleton uh, From Essex Um, Well Ian um, There was a Little cryptic Clip in the news Earlier Featuring a certain Sir someone. So make of that what you will. Uh, You tease you. Oh (laughs)
0: oh <laughs> uh, so yes here's one from our Martian invasion competition winner Dylan Fletcher greetings hey. Nick and Benji first off I'd like to say thank you so much for choosing me as the winner of the Martian or should I say Marshall competition uh, I've never because he be- accidentally put Marshall Marshall oh. invasion there but, there know, we go then I was I was feeling generous well why not you know Why not, eh? It is 2018. Uh, I've never been as honoured in all my life. I thoroughly enjoyed the audio and would like to congratulate everyone who worked behind it for making something so incredible. Also, I'd like to demand that you bring back the Scorchies at some point or another. And he's got a rather novel little uh, angry... Sort of emoji face there. Which that's is, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. That's uh, very nice. Uh, the possibilities for a team up are endless. Scorchies and the Candy Man. Scorchies and 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 an Androgum. Uh, yes. <laughs> Just get eaten. Black pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Was it? Hmm. A cat. Uh, yes. Uh, Scorchies <laughs> and the Architect from Paradise Towers, etc. So that's quite a funky idea. Lots of stuff going yeah. on. There.
1: Yes. Well. Yeah, and, uh, maybe the scorchies should come back. Scorchies are—they f- are fun. They are fun. He, d- David Richardson, sort of invented them. Really, our, our senior producer, uh, senior citizen, uh, David Richardson, <laughs> the senior producer. Um I can say anything I like about David Richardson because he's too busy to listen to this podcast. (laughs) I ask ask him, that's in the podcast. I say, didn't you hear it? He goes, and he looks at me as if to say, like I'm ever going to listen to that. (laughs) Uh, He used to be in it and he never listened to it then. Um, A a funny thing about the uh, Martian Invasion of Earth is that I received a copy of it the other day and I just recently um, uh, cancelled having CDs because it's just not enough room <laughs> and also I can access the downloads whenever I like and you know trying to do my little bit for the environment as well he said trying to sound like a goody-goody um and um I received a copy of it and I, was, I got in touch with our warehouse people went oh uh, and of course it was addressed to my son because he's in it so they sent it out as oh, a contributor copy how cool is that so I said to Ben you know here's your copy of um the uh, Martian Invasion of Earth Which he was very excited about He has got nothing to play it on <laughs> And barely knows what a CD is You know, because Youngsters don't If they want music They download it Downloads of it off time, iTunes it? He doesn't want a CD I mean, Steph has got An external drive We could put it on But I could just give him The download, couldn't I, really?
0: It's like anyway. there's that great video Of um, like youngsters checking out Old technology a sort of, one of them picks up a cassette and um, holds it up to his or her eyes. <laughs> oh, you can so see some kind the two of viewing spindles. thing, yeah, through <laughs> the two little holes. You think,
3: no, you just don't understand. It's That's far more tragic. interesting than
1: what a cassette is. <laughs> anyway, and don't forget the competition results and a new competition are coming up uh, just after this next email and any comments we make after it. Uh, so our final email this week is a rather lovely one from Stephen Burkett hello nick and benji you put an e on the end of your name benji how are you feeling about (laughs) that makes it very playful doesn't it Benji. know i have just finished my very first gallifrey one which is an american convention in la that i often go to i didn't go this year but hopefully we'll go next year Uh, Michaela and I uh, were on a panel With Charlie Ross as podcasters With The Web of Queer I've been collecting Big Finish Hooniverse since uh, I bought four Doctor Who Cassette tapes in Forbidden Planet In Edinburgh I have them all and you have a significant portion Of my pension Oh, Sorry about that Um, It was wonderful to see my heroes of Doctor Who Big Finish and podcasts in the flesh And I attended Two big finish panels. One, an interview with Lisa Bauman, and the other on the making of a big finish audio. Lisa is a, such a lovely person, uh, says Stephen. I'm so I, I say that too. Uh, I am so glad I met her. The rest of the Big Finish people were amazing, too. I'd always been afraid of Jason (laughs) Hayley. Really? Why? Uh, But he was nice, too. He is. He's one of the nicest people on this planet. Uh, Two things affected me profoundly. Firstly, there was a panel of 14 women talking about how the media has changed for women. Many of them have worked on Big Finish, and they opened up about how they'd been controlled, humiliated, and even abused as women. We've all heard of uh, Me Too, but to hear women... Who I have watched and listened to in Doctor Who, who seemed so confident and well-adjusted, tell those stories, was shattering. The second was much more individual. You interviewed Chase Masterson, Masterson this week about the uh, charity Pop Culture Heroes. They had a charity auction for them at Gallifrey and raised over $18,000. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. That wow. By chance, I was talking to one of their volunteers, and he was telling me that several young attendees at Gallifrey had shared their experiences of being bullied with him. Uh, I am 66, but when I was a gay teenager, Doctor Who was a mental refuge for me. It seems that it is still fulfilling that role today for marginalised teenagers. If you are able to pass on my profound gratitude to Chase, please do. I will, you know, Stephen. Thank you very much for writing in about that. I think many of us, uh, you know, as you say, uh, Doctor Who is is a sort of, can be a refuge for people. And a lot of us involved in Big Finish are are, are Doctor Who fans, of course. And uh, yeah, I had some experience of bullying at school. And the one year I spent on the Isle of Wight, I I was uh, horribly bullied at a place called West White Middle School, which I was delighted uh, to find out when I uh, visited the Isle of Wight a couple of years ago. I said to Steph, I wanna just go and see that place and how I, because I I was hopelessly failed by the staff there. uh, how, I, how I feel. I went there, and we were looking at it. It was holiday time. We're thinking, oh, it looks a bit. Uh, it's not very well looked after. There was just a little bit of tufts of grass growing up between things. It wasn't. Didn't look sort of wrecked or anything. Then I bumped into uh, uh, um, an old friend. Let's put it that way, uh, on the other side of the Isle of Wight. And she mentioned to me. She said, "Oh yeah, they closed it down last year because because of uh, it failed as a school." I thought, wow. goodness me, I was bullied in 1973 there, and it took until 2015 or whatever to be shut down. Of course, they didn't shut it. No, we've just found out that Nick Briggs was bullied in this school, so we're shutting it down. But anyway, so, yeah, I think a lot of us have experience of that. And even I've had, uh, which I was boring Benji with earlier, I've had a terrible experience of being bullied in the workplace. Um, for legal reasons, I won't go into that. So, yeah, it's being victimised is a terrible thing. And I think some people don't even realise they're doing it.
0: Absolutely, you know? I think it's it's very easy to, very easy to, to suddenly stop and say, I think I'm being bullied. Actually, you know, I think yeah. I've encountered bullying in the workplace before, uh, and also at school. I mean, I, I was actually quite lucky because um, I liked Doctor Who when I was at school, and obviously, I, you know, I loved it, um, and I actually didn't receive really any bullying because I liked Doctor Who, which was really nice because I was expected too you know because you're a bit of a target with something like that but it was actually i was very fortunate in that um nobody knew really what it was by the time i was loving it and then uh and then it came back and i was just at the tail end of leaving school and so it became cool anyway and people really liked it and then and so gradually uh i had the opposite thing where you you end up the knowledge your knowledge of doctor who Actually it ended up making me somebody people would come to me and say, Oh, um, this happened this week, can you just explain that to me? Or or wasn't that amazing and suddenly you become like like a sort of fountain of knowledge. But no, I totally agree. I think some sometimes when you experience bullying and nastiness or even just life's uh trials and tribulations, having something like Doctor Who or a television show, a little escape, a fictional safe escape is so important. And, yes. you know, you can just put it on. I mean, I still do it. There are certain stories that I I will put on sometimes if I'm feeling a bit ropey or anxious. or And it just calms me down. It makes me feel really good and makes me feel safe and secure
1: and, and, and happy. And so, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's, yeah, and, and for me, you see, that 1973 series of Doctor Who, which started with... Um, the three doctors and ended with the Green Death. It's very, very special to me because yeah, that was as as Stephen describes it, my mental refuge. And interestingly, I'm only thinking about this now. Because I became even more obsessed with Doctor Who as an escape from the suffering I was experiencing. That's when I that's when I started tape recording Doctor Who. And that's when I started to think of Doctor Who as an audio experience and got used to hear and realised that, you know, no disrespect to the wonderful production standards, um, that Doctor Who sounded a lot better than it looked. Because, you know what I mean? Absolutely, Uh, yeah. Because of the music and the Radiophonic Workshop, you know, it created a sound picture. And that is what has directly led to what I do every day of my life now and have so much fun doing. So, you know, out of that horrible... Uh, experience came something really really good. I mean and it is particularly awful. I mean no one should be bullied for any reason, but I think it's particularly awful to be bullied for something that for for just being you. Like you know, as Stephen said for being a gay teenager. You know, this you that's just awful because that's you. And there's nothing you can do about that. And likewise I was bullied because I was from the mainland and not from the Isle of Wight. That my bullies made that very clear that that was the reason they didn't like me
0: identity is is an amazing thing when you're at school and what you're I'm defined sure none as, of that
1: happens on the isle of wight now but you know that was back in the th- 70s and you know
0: but things do happen like that you, you know you you and and the, the problem with this with schools i think as well is that it's a it's a horrible um, echo chamber in the sense that it's very easy for things to spread and people to to have views and, and things like that because they, they they don't know anything else outside of that little bubble. It's like a, a, it's, it's a, it's a weird place. So you end up getting more and more of, oh, so-and-so's this and so-and-so's that. Whereas once the, you get outside of a school and you're in the real world, you realise that everybody's different. Everybody's got their own things and everybody's identifies as something. And you realise the world is bigger. And yeah it's it's yeah it's a funny thing growing up because
1: I've got some weird emotions then thinking about that just you mm. know, the world and how people are well and hu- huge thanks to Stephen for writing in on that and you know um, and 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 the great work that Chase Masterson and uh, pop culture heroes are doing Whew, we got a bit serious then we did get a
0: bit serious yeah but no yeah, thank I you guess. Stephen that's nice it's good sometimes it's good to touch on issues like that as well and you know, and hopefully if anybody's anybody's experiencing that at the moment who's listening to the podcast, um we're here for you, me and Nick, you know, we, we are and, and all the, the big Finnish community. So yes. Anyway, so uh carrying on into the podcast, uh we go on to competitions. <gasps> so we asked you what Winston Churchill called the Daleks in the Doctor Who TV story. Victory of the Daleks. The answer was, of course, Ironsides. Yeah. Yeah, See, if you you got it right, you're thinking, it could be me. And if you got it wrong, you're thinking, oh, curses. Of course, of course it was. Uh, Almost everyone answered correctly, although one person said Ironclads, uh, which is probably just a typo, really, but (laughs) fairly close, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I will give it, you know. Ironing yeah. boards. Ironing mm. board. The oh, iron. It's got the word iron and uh, the un- iron. The... The, ma- the man in the iron mask. Iron brew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so near <laughs> enough. Here's a prize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have
0: it. Go on, have that. Uh, <laughs> the, the prize. The price? The prize uh, is the CD box set uh, and digital download of the Churchill Years Volume 2.
1: Anyway, we've randomly selected a winner. So, Nick. Who is it? And the winner is Andrew Brenneman, who said, Sir Winston referred to the Daleks as Ironsides, and then, best of luck, brackets, to me. Confidence, I I like I presume Andrew lives in the USA. He doesn't say that, but his address looks distinctly American to me, uh, not least because the the house number is in the thousands. And that's (laughs) always a giveaway to the British, because, you know, none of our roads are that long. 21A or... Yeah, well, yeah. One, but yeah. in America yeah you get a sort of uh, number 5,333 <laughs> anyway um, uh, and he lives in a place called Indian Trail which uh, Google tells me is in North Carolina which of course we all know is in America <laughs> I also set a little side competition on the Big Finish site for anyone downloading or streaming from there I put it in the news story associated with the podcast release I said there was a deliberate mistake in which Benji mispronounces a common word Ugh. and if you spotted it and email it to podcast at bigfinish.com and you'll win a special prize only one person spotted the mistake most people thought it was your pronunciation of taco taco all that nonsense but it wasn't will robinson will robinson danger will robinson i had to crack that joke in inverted commas joke and didn't I? uh from leicester in the uk wrote in to tell us hi nick and benji upon second listen and i love the fact that you listen to the podcast twice thank you so much will you're my favorite now uh, i'm sure benji mispronounces superlative wrong well pronounces it wrong when discussing the microphone email thanks will robinson yes that's right benji said superlative <laughs> oh what an idiot why did i do why did i why did i do I that well i was trying to save you by saying you did it deliberately but uh, anyway uh, and will you win the first series of at a girl, our big finish original. It's uh, in your download account, and will arrive uh, when the series is released. Released in is released in in April. I'm making up words now. There's also a, a free first episode coming soon. Watch out for news of that at bigfinish.com. I just wanted to quickly say that with Andrew Brenneman, um his, uh, I've, I've put a digital version Of the uh, Churchill Years Volume 2 Into your account So it should be there When you uh, hear this podcast And the uh, CD, I'm assured by the warehouse Is on its way to you This very minute But going to America I don't know how they're sending it um, But fire um, Pigeon Owl or something yeah, A big griffin A
0: big griffin Hope <laughs> not. Uh, yes, and so uh, and so. Th- there's a new competition now. Uh, the prize will be Blake 7 Crossfire, all three parts. There we go. Woo! So it's a huge prize, actually. Huge. Very exciting. And the question is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, no, we're just going to end up doing. Three minutes. Dun, 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 dun. Stephen Pacey, who stars as Del Tarrant in the series, also appeared in a big finish Eighth Doctor story. What was the title of that story? Clue it was quite musical. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ema's on. Oh, the theme tune. <laughs> No! Uh, So answers uh, in an email to podcast at bigfinish.com I'll say that again just for those who haven't got it by now podcast at bigfinish.com And the subject line is Blake's competition The closing date is the 16th of March in the Space Year 2018 So good luck to you all my friends and that's also at the end of the emails, too. So there we have it. So I'm going to fold them up into a paper aeroplane and launch them into the snow-filled skies where they'll no doubt uh, land somewhere. You keep doing and... the paper
1: aeroplane thing. What, have I done Every that before? Week. Yeah, I, th- th- this is the third paper aeroplane in
0: a row oh we've got Oh, God, learned. it just goes to show I'm really <laughs> losing my touch, aren't I? Really, I was, I, I was hoping to bring the snow in. Well, do you know what? Then I'm just going to screw it up into a ball and throw it in the bin for all I can. It, there's just... Put it on a toboggan. A tobog- well, I could put it on a toboggan. I've got a toboggan, actually, a hand. What's the difference between a toboggan and a sle- sledge? Um, no difference, I I, I don't think. I-, I think they're both the same thing. They're both made of wood, they both have uh, sort of metal rails on them and, you- and handles.
1: Wow. I think this is a question. Uh, uh, please, if you know the difference between a toboggan and a sledge, email us at bigfinish.com. No, sorry, email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's what I meant. I do love a toboggan? I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's a is much a t- nicer word, isn't it? Toboggan is, 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 is a lovely it's word. Like shabuogan. Which only yeah, Doctor thinking. Who fans know about. Yeah. I mean,
0: well, says so, there's quite a few different ones here. There's sleds, bomb. toboggan, bum slider, um, skeleton. Apparently, pulk. Uh, How do you spell toboggan? L- uh, t O B O double G A N toboggan. And do you know it's not
1: in my uh, Apple dictionary?
0: Is it not, or it's a weird word yeah. though, isn't it, I suppose Anyway, um, yes,
1: write in and tell us about that We we won't tell you any more about it No, interesting, interesting how exciting. That's the end of the emails, isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. tobogganing yeah. away In a moment, uh, it'll be time for our guest star interview with actor Blake Ritson It's a good interview He's fun. Uh, But first, the third of our four pieces of music by Howard Carter from the sixth Doctor finale, The Last Adventure. It's entitled Goodbye. Uh, And it lasts just over a minute and a half. big thanks to him for supplying me with these tracks i badgered him about it a couple of weeks ago (laughs) um there'll be another one along just before the randomoid selectatron in which we randomly select a release from the big finish archives to have a chat about but now blake ritson you may have seen him in da vinci's demons upstairs downstairs or any number of high-profile tv appearances he's also uh one of our favorite actors he is he's appeared in sherlock holmes before and the invisible man and he's in our latest sherlock holmes release which features the master of blackstone grange but also our christmas special release the adventure of the fleet street transparency in which blake is our guest star over to me talking to him blake So, hello, Blake Ritson, and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast.
5: I'm delighted to be here. (laughs) (laughs) That was so sincere. I love it. What a good actor he is. is
1: Now, there are several set questions for this podcast interview. This is exciting. And it starts off in a very egotistical way from my point
5: of view. When did... I don't know the answer, actually. When did we first beat... Ooh... I think that was probably the first big finish I did with you, which was probably going back about seven years ago now. I think it was. Was it a? Was it a Tom Baker Doctor Who? This is this is good trivia. I I I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think it was a a Tom Baker Doctor Who down here, um, near Tunbridge Wells, but I could be wrong. I'm I'm prepared to be corrected.
1: Well, I think that it may have been even earlier than that, and I'm not sure of this at all. But I seem to remember that I was Mark Gatiss was doing a. a comedy pilot episode and the BBC ah, comedy department you're absolutely yeah. right the
5: ministry of time That's what with I julia davis you're absolutely right and we did a kind of strange It was almost like a live pilot where we performed it as a kind of Edinburgh Fringe play in in an office with (laughs) bored-looking BBC workers eating their lunch. It it was, uh, yeah, it was a very good script. It It was. was. It was a tragedy. It never happened. Well, it was kind of, it was before Doctor Who came back,
1: wasn't it? And it was sort of them doing something that was a bit, a bit like Doctor Who.
5: But it was very, it was witty and spry, the script. It's, um... It they, well, Mark should resurrected. Well, you you were one of the leading characters. It was it, it was it uh, was it was kind of Julia Davis and I were the, the two leads, and she she was the kind of world weary time traveller, and I was the um, yes, the, uh, utterly beleaguered by the situation.
1: And I was playing some bizarre school teacher who I thought... That's right. zapped or something. My gosh, good memory. Until you started recalling the full thing, I couldn't quite work out what
5: it was. I am outraged in retrospect it didn't happen. Yeah.
1: Yes, please write in. Yes. (laughs) Um, OK, next question, which is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment?
5: What isn't? What isn't?
1: Good answer. On a very
5: nanoparticular level... I am vibrationing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's tingling your molecules generally about entertainment, things you're watching? Or
5: I know we were talking about stuff earlier. I'm, room, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. But I, think this is, I think this is like a golden age for television, especially American television. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good British TV, but American TV, I think, is pushing the boundaries. Uh, so what am I watching? Legion, I've just watched, I think is very, very playful and What's that about? formally inventive. It's a bit like a superhero show, but shot through the prism of Wes Anderson and David Lynch. It's um, um, I'm kind of amazed it happened in such a beautifully auteurist way. It's it's the same showrunner who created Fargo, so I think he's been given quite a lot of leeway. But I think that's terrific.
1: And where um, where can we see that?
5: It's a Fox show, um, so it's you can see it on Sky, I suppose. Or, um, American Gods, i really enjoyed. Uh, Star show again, just very. Uh, unconventional I like watching TV where you can't see exactly what is going to happen in every minute of the show so yeah very unsettling and unexpected and beautifully shot
1: any books music theatre anything like that you're well
5: I've just had a baby so <laughs> <laughs> the, that accounts uh, theatre pe- pe- Peppa Pig <laughs> is, is proving a huge hit I'm getting pretty good at a theme tune uh, um, you know one
1: of the, the one of the original
5: voices of the Daleks does a voice for Peppa Pig really yes the old wizard it's David Graham who does it he's ah, still going I was imagining it wouldn't be George yes <laughs> no. that's, that's an inside of Peppa Pig aficionado joke I met um, the voice of Peppa Pig once you know I think Peppa Pig has been recast because yes. I've gone on, I've jumped to later series and it doesn't have quite the same rasp and the same nasal rasp no and they, they do recast it because the little girls get too old it's a shame yeah. it's a shame they can't freeze them in time and space
1: I met her, yeah. But she asked for my autograph. I was very flattered. I hope you asked for hers. Do you know? I don't think I did. I well, might have done. I don't know. But she was delighted to. I, meet l- I me. love. I think it's very well done, Peppa Pig. I like the voices enormously. Yeah, it is done well. What is, although that might count. What is your guilty entertainment secret? Something that you <laughs> like but you think you shouldn't.
5: Pr- there, there are not. To be honest, I'm beginning to to turn against them, but. There were a number of cookery shows, which were a kind of like awful, morbid, guilty pleasure. Uh, Who they, doesn't like food? I mean, I never quite got into Bake Off. I used to watch Great British Menu uh, and Celebrity MasterChef. Actually, no, I didn't watch Celebrity. That was rather dull, normal MasterChef and the, the professional MasterChef I used to watch. But if I'm entirely honest, I'm, I'm kind of over the, the, the bump. I've, I feel like I'm slightly turning against it. But, yeah. um yeah. It was good while it lasted. And can you list all the parts
1: you've played for Big Finish?
5: <laughs> yes, but only in inverse alphabetical order, I'm afraid.
1: OK, go on. <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> uh, it's actually, I can only translate them into an alien language, but uh, I'll start. Oh, yeah, I remember that oui. one. Um, That's actually compacting all of the 27 parts into four single uh, polysyllabic sounds. You've
1: done quite a lot, haven't you? I have done quite a lot.
5: I have been back many times. I'm
1: not saying, you know, I'm not saying you've done quite a lot. I'm actually saying you've done quite a lot and we're very pleased. I have, and
5: and I'm delighted to to expand the canon. Oh, yes. yes.
1: There'll be more, I'm sure. I hope so. Well, what a pleasure. Thank you.
5: Thank you very much. (laughs) Blake. Bye.
1: What a lovely fellow. He's a truly great actor. Just really pleasant to have around as well. Uh, you, might, you might have heard Richard Earl last week talking about him and said everyone smiles when he comes into the room. That's oh. true. And one day he'll conquer the world. He's in the process of doing it now, actually. Not like Genghis Khan or anything. But, you? but know. well. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: not like Genghis Khan. Uh, so, yes, any moment now it'll be time for the Randomoid Selectatron. But before I cue that epic
1: music time to cue some different epic music nick yes this is actually my favorite cue from the last adventure uh it has the great title of mel on a skimmer and i asked howard especially for this one he sent me the other three and i went no no what about that one where mel's in the skimmer yeah it's just over two minutes long enjoy
0: Cheers for sending those, Howard. You're a, you're a true champion and a great guy. Uh, so, right then, time now for Rand to do his or her thing. Cue that epic music. Mm.
1: Okay. Right, let's have a look. Oh, so just rubbing my hands because I'm so blooming cold. Uh,
0: right, oh, interesting one here that's just been pulled straight out the box, actually. It's quite
1: relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frostfire. Oh, Frostfire, Ooh. which is in the first sequence of Companion Chronicles, isn't it? Indeed, it's by Mark indeed. Platt stars Maureen O'Brien. I know all this without even looking it up. Uh, it's just a, a just arriving on the search now. No, it's not. It's gone away again. There we are, Frostfire. Yeah. Oh, Keith Drinkle as well. Brilliant. Uh, who was in Time Flight, I believe. Yeah, that's his. Um, mm. Yeah, distinction. Yeah, and I remember I was present at the recording of this one. Oh, really. Yeah, yeah And also this is now um, Available on um, Download Which is rather good Which is good Because it wasn't indeed. for ages uh, For ages and ages and ages We couldn't clear the download rights For it for reasons I won't uh, bore you with But it's all been sorted out Beautifully So that's good, so why not download it? Absolutely. Um, it's a lovely it's story. The
0: perfect remedy, isn't it, really, for you know, a chilly day outside if you're in England, that is, or you could be listing in Iceland for what know, and it could be just as cold if not colder. Um, and
1: so uh, it's definitely one to check out, I think, there. <laughs> it's set in 1814 when the Thames froze over. Perfect. And I was and int- talking about that yesterday to somebody, actually. Well, they did a story with Peter Capaldi as well. They did? Very, very similar. Did it have a similar title as well? <laughs> she might have done you know you're not you're not actually wrong um i don't know i can't remember that story the was frost fair even. oh no it frost wasn't fair. it wasn't called oh.
0: it's complete lie oh. that was just oh. thin ice thin,
1: okay thin ice yeah and uh this is if i don't sound too strange this is when i fell in love with maureen o'brien by the way here's the trailer Right, It's only me. Vicky.
3: Are you there? Oh, no, that's silly. Where else would you be? I'm coming down. Oh, oh. Oops. At first I thought the TARDIS scanner had gone wrong again. All it was showing was grey. But then dark shapes started appearing and I realised that it was just smoke drifting across. The doctor was making adjustments to the console,
0: muttering to himself in that half-amused, totally absorbed way he had whenever we
3: arrived somewhere new. Stephen and I always had to take a back seat while this ritual went on. The doctor finally announced that we'd need winter clothes and produced a set of thick coats and musty fur hats that he said were Russian. If that was the case, Stephen and I decided, Russia must smell absolutely disgusting. The doctor tutted and said it was
1: just mothballs, whatever they are. And then he opened the doors and out we went. There we are. So I watched Maureen O'Brien do this. And she is just the most phenomenal actor. And she does this thing when she does other voices... Where she doesn't do some sort of outrageous vocal characterization, but she just alters some tiny little aspect of the way she's speaking. And the way she does it is that she assumes a different pose. She had—I remember she had a particular pose for William Hartnell, and she would every time she spoke a line that the Doctor said, she would do that, and you could immediately just tell. And just listening to it, you thought, "Yes, I." I can tell that that's the Doctor Even though she's not sort of Doing a William Hartnell voice And uh, I changed all my plans For Dalek Empire 4 The Fearless On the basis of seeing her there Where the lead character in it The lead sort of villainous Well it's not that black and white actually But the the unsympathetic Hero of the piece was a man Landon, General Landon I think it was called uh, And I changed it to a woman right Because I thought I want her yeah and and we had a lovely journey uh back on the train from the recording studio which was miles and miles away i had to stay in a hotel it was it was uh, all um directed and produced by mark j thompson who who was brilliant at taking over the uh, the companion chronicles at the last minute this was their first release and we had a sort of it was when i'd first become executive producer and there was a reshuffling of personnel a bit and mark uh, stepped up to the challenge and did a fantastic job organized all the catering and everything and you know we we had a feast every day it was marvelous and uh, and he's a lovely chap mark as well um and lots lots of fun had by all yeah thoroughly recommended mark Platt. i mean you can't go wrong really so there you go it's uh frostfire companion
0: chronicles 1.1 so right at the beginning so Wrap up warm, get a nice flask of uh, tea, cocoa, uh, or whatever you fancy, whatever your tipple is, and uh, enjoy. And so, as the podcast sinks below the toxic mud on the planet Medosa, in the star system of Dirty Muck Muck, yes, 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 Dirty (laughs) Muck Muck, uh, just time for Nick to round up
1: the latest releases. Thanks, Benji. Dark Shadows, the Quentin Collins collection, starring the inimitable David Selby, veteran Hollywood actor, who we are so proud to have on board. Genius. Episode one of the Peter Davison adventure, Serpent in the Silver Mask, is free to download from bigfinish.com you know yes and of course there are the following which we mentioned last week Gallifrey Time War oh brilliant stuff people are loving that uh, the short trips Mel Evilent with a fantastic performance from Bonnie Langford as always Vienna retribution really knocking it out of the park with Chase Masterson doing some fantastic work as um, Vienna Salvatore and Deadly, deadly assassin. Yes. Torchwood, Aliens Among Us, part three, the last part of our sort of new series of Torchwood, Going Down a Storm, Churchill, volume two, yeah, which we gave away as a prize this week. And the Martian, I put the Martian Chronicles, but what I did mean was the Martian Invasion of Earth. Yes, my, uh, or the world's adaptation. Phew! Thank you very much for that, Nick.
0: A really quite wonderful collection there. So do enjoy folks and before we tease you all with the first 15 minutes of Sherlock Holmes the
1: master of Blackstone Grange let's attend to the trailer for this podcast Nick coming this week in the big Finish podcast Blake Ritson is our special guest from Sherlock Holmes the Fleet Street Transparency And we go
0: straight in there with lots of uh, music from The Last Adventure by the wonderfully talented Howard Carter. It's a new thing, isn't it, where we're squeezing in a bit more music for for your wonderful ears. It's almost like we're doing some sort of radio (laughs) programme. Have a sing to this Mm. one. It's Howard Carter and The Last Adventure.
1: Uh, We also talk about uh, Blake Seven Crossfire Part 3, Tales from New Earth. um, And we also clear up some uh, confusion about the Benji and Nick Show, Mm. another podcast that Benji and I are doing that isn't on the Big Finish website. Also, listen out because there are a few little uh, little clips and
0: sneaky little bits in there that you might Mm. want to listen to. I'm not going to say too much, but what I am going to say is uh, it could well be in your interest.
1: Yeah, what I'm going to say is Stiltskin. And also, uh, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever, uh, the 15-minute drama tease is Sherlock Holmes, um, the master of Blackstone
0: Grange. And last but not least, or last and least, is the uh, return of competitions, more competitions, competitions... Oh, yeah. uh, re- and people, competitions. People receive their uh, prizes, and also a new competition is set as well, so don't miss out. What do we reckon of that trailer? It was not bad, was it? I'd say a seven, you know. Nothing sensational, but, (laughs) you (laughs) know. Nothing sensational. So, yes, now the first 15 minutes of Sherlock Holmes' The Master of Blackstone Grange. Written by Jonathan Barnes, directed by Ken Bentley, and starring that there Nick Briggs with Richard Earle.
3: The events, which it is my intention now to relate, hold a very much greater significance than was apparent at the time. In consequence of the tragedy which unfolded at Blackstone Grange, the course of my life was at first diverted, and then materially altered, as was that of my friend Mr Sherlock Holmes. As a result, perhaps, of these transformations, Holmes has hitherto requested that I refrain from setting before the public any accurate history of the business. Yet age and distance have in him contrived to encourage a relenting, and so I have lately been informed, by way of a telegram from Svalbard, that I am now free to act as I please. And so I am able to provide you with this complete, unexpurgated narrative." The case itself had numerous points of origin. Many streams over many years had watered those dark roots in which we would all become entangled. Yet it is my belief that things were not set inexorably in motion until early in the spring of the year 1899. It began more than an ocean away from Baker Street in a dusty yet curiously prosperous little town deep in the American wilderness.
4: Thank you. you. But please, you must save your applause for a better man than me. Now, when Jim Sheedy first came to this little town of ours, it was, and let us be plain speaking here, a God forsaken place. It was hardly more than a few rough huts out in the wilderness. We were hermits and we were cowboys, scratching a living in a land where nothing at all would grow. And our Honest Jim, he arrived from England without capital and without means. Though he had in his heart a dream, a sincere belief that through his own labors he might raise up every one of us. And so in time it came to pass, with his discovery in the desert, Honest Jim's made us all rich. And now tonight, on the eve of his departure, it gives me pleasure to grant to him our highest honor, the freedom of this mighty state of Texas. So please, ladies and gentlemen, show your true appreciation for our benefactor, Honest Jim Sheedy.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
5: And I mean that right from the bottom of my heart. Thank you not just for tonight, and for this very special honour. Not just for all the faith you've placed in me as I took what we found and parlayed it into a fortune, but thank you for the fact that I can count each and every one of you as a true friend. I promise I won't forget you. And one day soon you have my word, I shall return to this great country.
4: Now, that surely was a triumph. Sheedy, I do declare the people love you. That's
5: because I say the sort of things they say as well as the sort of things they want to hear. It's an approach you might care to try yourself.
4: I'll be sure to bear that in mind. Mr. Mayor, before I go... Yes?
5: Before I came here tonight, I was given some news. Out in the desert, in our particular area of interest, it would seem that there's been a problem. Something, someone has got out.
4: A fugitive, Dan,
5: And one who, if they find someone to listen, would have quite a pretty tale to tell.
4: You want me to find him? He can't have got far, not out there. Please, just
5: make it disappear. Track him down, deal with him as you see fit. Keep my name clean.
4: Yes, sir, it will all be done as you say. Everything exactly as you want it to be. Just how it always is in this little town of ours. For who amongst us ever dare say no to honest Jim?
3: Good morning, Dr Watson. Hello, Horace. Uh, Strictly speaking, of course, it's past twelve, so a very good afternoon to you. Quite right, sir. (laughs) And and what can I do for you today? Nothing out of the ordinary. Just the usual trim. Nice and short at the back, nice and neat at the front. Very good, sir. And the moustache? What about that, then? Well, were you to tidy it just a little, Horace, you wouldn't hear any complaint from me. (laughs) Although... Yes, sir? Uh, I have of late been contemplating getting rid of the thing entirely. What do you think?
2: It's not my place, sir, to have any opinions. Oh, come now. We've known each other long enough. What do you reckon? To be honest, sir, I think the thought of you without your moustache feels wrong. It would be like something vital had been taken from
3: you. Uh, I've no doubt you're right. I've had the thing after all since I was scarcely more than a boy. Yet there's something rather dispiriting in the thought that we're both at an age at which we've become so established. As though our outlines have been graven into stone, it's as if it's now quite impossible to change.
2: I wouldn't know anything about that, sir. So, let's tide you up, then, just as we always do.
3: And how are things in general, Doctor? Oh, much as ever they were. I gave up my practice, you'll remember, when I moved back to Baker Street. So I have my writing, but perhaps just at the moment, little enough else to keep me occupied. I've been away, walking on my own in the Peak District. Uh, all very agreeable. And <laughs> uh, Mr. Holmes? How's he? Hard on the trail, no doubt, of some villain or other. On the contrary, Holmes is, I fear at present, in the grip of something very like malaise. An extreme, protracted boredom. He's had no truly interesting cases for months. The London underworld is quiet, for all that there now exists a vacancy at the head of it. Holmes is pining, Horace, for a foe who is worthy of his mettle.
2: I have heard it says, sir, uh, that he's never been quite the same
3: since his uh, time abroad. Yeah, I've heard similar things myself, and, well, there may just be some truth in it. But how are you? Everything well, I trust? Of course, sir.
2: Uh, nothing ever changes
3: here. Not in the barber's shop. And your wife? I trust she's keeping Bonnie?
2: Yes, sir. She's... um. She, thank you. There, there is. Um, <clears throat> I'm. I'm sure she, I'm sure short. Oh God! Whatever is the matter? Good Lord, man, are you weeping? For, forgive me, Doctor Watson. It's it's just, it's just that something dreadful's happened. Something dreadful and, and so sad. And, and something powerful, strange too.
3: Holmes? Holmes, stir yourself. We have a case.
1: Watson, I am thinking. Well, I am
3: so terribly sorry to interrupt your cogitations, but perhaps you didn't hear. An altogether singular problem has just now been set before me.
1: I was thinking
3: about money. Why, is there some difficulty this month as to your share of the rent?
1: Don't don't be absurd. No, rather I was thinking of the implacability of money. It's inevitability of how much misery it serves, how much wretchedness, and how much greed. What on earth do you mean? How many of our investigations into the very worst of crimes have had their ultimate motives in finance? How many times have we seen horrible sins committed in the name of lucre? Yet none of it is real. Mere slips of paper. Slips of paper and pellets of metal. Surely there must be some wiser way of organising the world. Some greater and more noble system which does not equate contentment with the chance ownership of trinkets. For such ownership, after all, invariably bequeaths great power.
3: Now, Holmes, you know you often find yourself thinking on these sorts of lines when you're dangerously unoccupied. This is mere utopianism. I honestly doubt it represents the most productive use of your time.
1: Then you would rather that I took recourse once more in the comfort of the needle... Now it is you
3: who is being absurd. You know full well that I should prefer any alternative to that. Indeed, you promised me that you had long since recanted that perilous habit.
1: I have not touched the needle for several years. It would take now some very considerable derailment to return me to the bosom of the drug. Mm.
3: I am glad indeed to hear it. And I am quite certain that no such disruption lies in the future for either one of us. But listen... I have just chanced upon the most intriguing story. Our new client will be here soon to tell it. A client, you say? The most promising in months. Indeed. So, do you wish to sit about in that state and consider the imperfections of civilization, Or would you rather take a bath, get out of that frankly malodorous dressing gown, and make yourself respectable? You sound, Doctor, as though a large store of patients has, after many years, finally approached its limit... Your deduction may be an accurate one. And now, I'm afraid, I really must insist.
1: Is that so?
3: Please, Holmes. For a good man who needs our help will, within the hour, be sitting before us. And he shall for you present the particulars of a mystery which I believe possesses elements that are, even in our considerable experience, altogether unique.
2: Come I say, come Oh, there! Good evening, sir. Ah, oh, it's Mr. Holmes, isn't it? Most observant of you. Climb aboard then, sir. And where will we be going this evening? The Diogenes, as usual? I fear not. Now, tonight you must take me to Baker Street. Baker Street, sir? Indeed. The exact number, I fancy, you shall be able to deduce. Yes, sir. Yes, I suppose I will at that.
1: Do please take a seat. Uh, Thank you, sir. I'm much obliged to you. Once you are ready, pray tell me your tale. Take your time, be precise. Omit no detail, no matter how irrelevant or extraneous it might seem to you. It is imperative that I am given as complete a picture of events as possible. That the outline is painted upon the broadest of canvases. I'll do me best, sir.
3: Tell it again, Horace, just as you told it to me. And don't let yourself be distracted by the demands of my friend. You may take it on good authority that his bark is considerably worse than his bite. Thank you, Watson. Now, uh, Mr Grigg, was it? Yes, sir. Horace Grigg, sir.
1: A barber, by trade. That's right, Mr Holmes. You had a short, unpleasant childhood with little education. Yours has been a lifetime devoted chiefly to work. You were able to purchase your own premises, only following a windfall received from a distant and unthought-of relative. You were, until recently, a committed bachelor. You have few friends. You possess for the music hall a fondness of which you are obscurely ashamed. And you have of late received a most unpleasant shock of a personal nature. I trust that there is nothing at all of significance which I have missed." It's accurate, Mr Holmes, in every way. If perhaps just a trifle, boldly stated. I wish only to cut to the heart of the matter, Watson, and I am quite sure that Mr Grigg appreciates the sincerity of my motives. Is that not so, Mr Grigg? Of course, sir, yes. Your story, then? Pray begin. I suppose that
2: it started for me, sir, five years ago. You was right just then when you said that my life has not been a particularly easy one and that the great majority of it was spent as a bachelor. I was always working, you see, always working. Yet I never had much at the end of the month once rent was paid and victuals was bought. It wasn't till I got my own shop that I was able to think in earnest about finding for myself a good wife. I was lonely. I don't mind admitting it. I was greatly in want of female companionship. And then, sir, one evening, when I was hurrying home, I happened to pass by a flower cellar. And all at once,
1: and without the slightest warning, my heart was lost. You've been listening to a Big finished production. Yes, and not the Benji and Nick show. That's at um, NicholasBriggs.com. <laughs> you tease. <laughs>